0: Good morning and welcome to First Saturdays on Bike Talk Radio. We are here today with Renee Jones from we Cycle, and John Jones from the Eastside Riders Bicycle Club will be calling in in a bit and I am Elizabeth Williams from Cali Bike Tours and Um, It's been a while since we've been together, Renee. It has been. It's been a long time. People got married. Yes, we missed you. You and I turned a year older. (laughs) (laughs) So, Renee got married, um, was it the end of June? In the May. The end of May. Mm -hmm. And um, you were honeymooning. I was. And um, doing all the wedding preparations and all that good stuff. And um, we had a couple birthdays going on. Yeah. John has gotten promotions and is working with the city council, so everybody's been very busy um, doing things outside of the bike world. Mm -hmm. Cyclists and police officers have been busy, too. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, And that brings us to our discussion for today. So today we're going to be talking about, uh, do the police know the rules of the road when bicyclists are concerned? And uh, we have a very special guest that um, is joining us on the phone. Um, his name is Don Ward. He's the founder of the Midnight Riders. Um, he's the Streets Blog 2010 Bicycle Advocate of the Year. He's also the founder of Wolfpack Hustle, and he writes blogs for KCET. So we're going to be hearing from Don Ward um, in just a little Hi. bit. But, um, Phone call. Oh, all right.
1: Hi. How are you?
0: Hi. We are well. Thank you so much for joining us, Don.
1: Uh, thank you for having me. I'm I'm very honored to be on this show, and uh, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. So <laughs> I heard my introduction. That's pretty funny. <laughs> um, I wanted I wanted to hear some game show music.
2: Too. <laughs> Woo! Well, if you come with uh, on with us next time, Don, we'll make sure we bring some intro music for you, <laughs> some theme music. <laughs> is, is that a deal? Deal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Don. <laughs> You know, there's a, been a couple of incidents with um, police officers, and I first wanted to discuss this one that was done on CBS um, Channel 2. Um, a, rep- uh, a a bicyclist was riding in the shower lanes. I'm just going to um, paraphrase um, the story so we can discuss it a little bit. So a cyclist was riding in the shower lanes, and uh, no. No. as he was riding down the middle of the lane where the arrow was in the picture, uh motorcycle officer asked him to move farther to the right um... and he pointed out that he was riding right down the middle where the arrow said he should be uh... but um, the officer felt that it was safer for him to move farther to the right of the lane now this is a narrow lane where it wouldn't be safe for him to for a car to pass and him move farther to the right so what we wanted to do is discuss this a little bit because we want It's important not only for the public to know, but it's important for police officers to know um, where cyclists should ride. And I know that um, you've had a lot of communication with um, some uh, law enforcement um, agencies um, as far as their concern for cyclists and and how they're trying to keep us safe and and drivers um, safe. So can you give us a little insight about that?
1: You know, um, I've been in contact with a lot of police through the bike the L A P D Bike Task Force and you know, for a while, um, we talked about doing an educational campaign, a PowerPoint that explains bicyclists' rights and that that information has to get uh transmitted to, you know, about ten thousand people, you know, really. So it takes you know, it's like a process and They, you know, every officer has his own thoughts about what he's doing. And I noticed that a lot of officers have that kind of, that attitude that the general public has, which is like, they don't really actually know where we're supposed to be. And they're annoyed by it in a way. And, you know, but not every officer is like that, but there's a lot of that. So that West Hollywood incident, there was a lot of that going on. I can imagine that dude probably doesn't live in the area that he patrols and is not used to the idea of using bikes as transportation. And here's this guy in his way he thinks and so forth. So it's going to take a while to get all that information out there. And I think, you know, good luck getting it out there in the police department, but we'll, you know, keep, keep at it, keep keep talking to the police commission, to, you know, whoever on the police side of things will listen, they do eventually listen, so I just wouldn't give up, you know, but it's going to take a lot of, you know, just hounding, just a lot of, like, if if that officer had given a ticket, I would file a complaint, you know, I filed a complaint on an officer, and at the same time, you know, I get along with. LAPD, like guys like Gordon Helper who are really pro cyclists and know the law. Mm-hmm. Those guys who want to be friends with them so that they can influence their peers. And at the same time, if I get harassed by a police officer, I go through the trouble of filing a complaint and just putting them on notice. And maybe you don't have to follow through on the complaint all the way, but you put them on notice and they, they, you know, they start listening to that. So that's, that's what we can do as individuals, I think. So
0: Don, is there, as part of the, um, police training or like the police academy, um, is there a section on, um, bicycle information that's at a, all?
3: That's
1: a great question. I don't know.
0: Because, you know, it, I don't know. That's because a great question. Like in the driver's handbook, there are some questions and there's some education about, um, bicyclists. It's not enough. We need to change that. But, um, a bicycle is considered, um, It has the same rules um, of the road as a car. So then if you are enforcing traffic as a police officer, then you should be aware of how to deal with the bicyclist. So it would just make sense to me that just is common sense that that's a part of their training. But it sounds like it may not be.
1: I, I think, yeah, I think that it probably isn't. They probably don't talk about it much, if at all. Um, so it's a great question and it's a great thing for us to be asking for, you know, like new recruits, mandatory bike training, you know?
0: Yeah. And Um, for the, the old ones too, the one that, that like everyone (laughs) that's on staff, they need to be educated so that when they're out for trolling and they see me riding my bike, taking a lane that I'm not getting pulled over or getting a ticket or harassed or whatever, because I'm riding properly but the officer doesn't know doesn't doesn't know that I'm riding properly on the road
1: yeah i mean the you know the there's a couple of strategies to do that if we if we were um you know like high power lobbyists if we were you know uh influential business people we would have a lot more voice in this because <laughs> that's who they listen to mm. i mean that's just the reality So, you know, we have to figure out a way to get our voice heard, even though the bike lobby doesn't have much money. We have a lot of passion. So we should be, you know, just constantly brainstorming. How do we get the message to the police, you know, in the best way so that that we win them over? You know, we want to win them over.
2: We Done. want
1: them to be stoked that we're riding bikes. Let How me, do we do that?
2: Let me ask you something. How many different law enforcement agencies have you had the opportunity to have, um, bicycle discussions with?
1: I've had discussions with CHP, with, uh, Santa Monica police. I've had, uh, you know, I started to file a complaint with the West Hollywood police. Uh huh. Um, because they were um they were just being jerks, to tell you the truth. I went in there um and the the guy was just a total jerk to me, like I was a piece of dirt and I was like, Listen, I wanna file a complaint. It was like some complicated shit. But oh I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that radio. on the video. Anyways, if you you know, you file a you know, sometimes you gotta file the complaint. I'm not one of those guys that's constantly filing complaints. I don't wanna be like a target, but right. when, when I feel like they're treating me um, you know, like dirt then I give them chances. But after a while, it's just like, all right, I want to file a complaint.
2: Well, here's the reason I ask. Um, I want to know, is there any agency that that you've had discussions with that is more open um, as far as cycling is concerned, as far as uh, is there any one agency that is more educated about uh, bicycling in general?
1: I think the most, I think actually generally the LAPD is pretty friendly to bikes. Okay. Generally, I mean, they have still officers in their ranks that don't understand it or get it. But I think generally they're pretty good because they actually escort that critical mass. And, you know, I think after a while they, you know, I I, I don't know. I want to say that they're pretty friendly. Right. What is LAPD was,
2: doing differently from the other agencies?
1: Um, I think they just have to deal with us so much. And they just had to deal with the mayor who the mayor decided, you know what, we want to support bikes. That was Mayor Vera Right. We have a lot to thank that guy, you know, like he he actually took it it took some balls to actually be like, all right, we want to do something for bike riders, you know? And he did that poster campaign and he started putting he told the L A D O T to start putting in bike lanes. Right. And he also, you know, Chief Beck, um, you know, he came out with a video, you know, about bikes bikers rights and he gave us the LAPD bike task force as a, a liaison to uh, communicate with the police, and that actually, you know, there was a lot of people that were involved with that that, that were there. You know, fight nerds, me too, <laughs> and we were there, and we were just talking with these, like, and after a while, like, I think they started to go native. I think they just started to like, like, see our side of it, you know, and 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 uh, they were pretty good, so. You know, I don't know. I have hope for it. I have hope. Um, the worst police agency, probably Santa Monica Police or Beverly Hill, maybe. Maybe not Beverly Hills, but <laughs> West Hollywood sometimes. I don't know.
2: West Hollywood I the, is sheriff, right?
1: I, I think everybody's kind of coming around, though, but I don't know. I, I think the police are starting to come around. Okay. It's kind of weird. You know, even though, I mean, even though there was that incident in Gardena and, <laughs> and uh, you know, the outer shell of areas outside of L.A., I think interior L.A., they're starting to come around.
0: Okay. And, uh, so, um, Don, are the bicycle cops more knowledgeable about the um, bike loss than the regular police officers, or would you know that?
1: You know, from what I understand, I mean, Officer Gordon Helper is a bike cop, and he, uh you know, totally, totally knows the rules. I think the bike cops definitely know the rules better. Um, although I still see them riding on the sidewalk sometimes. Yeah. I, the other day I saw like six of them riding up the sidewalk. I'm like, yo, don't be afraid. Come on out. Come on over here. <laughs> Come on out to the street, baby. They hate that. <laughs> but it's all in good fun. Yeah. So I don't know. I think bike cops get it get it more. And um, I see them on Critical Mass. They look like they're having fun. I mean, they they're going pairs and they're just talking to each other and kind of. Get lost in bike riding. I think that's what it takes, you know.
2: Do you like, think bike that? Riding. Do you think that we can reach the uh, agencies through the uh, bicycle
1: cops? I think so. Um, I don't know if they're all happy to be there, but yeah, I think if you, I don't know. I think you got to reach the agencies from. You, you know, it's really difficult to. To crack that nut. we went to the police commission that didn't seem to work. We've gone to city council. You can talk to individual officers and that's good, but they're only individual officers. You know, there's a whole system in place of like ten thousand people that you have to somehow win over. So I don't know. I think it's gonna come through like the mayor and city council more than it is um you know uh, going through individual police. I
0: don't know. Okay, and then how do you guys feel about that? To get to get the agencies to be aware of it, and then to also translate that to the drivers, it would probably be through the same process.
1: Yeah, through the drivers. How do you do? Um, the drivers need to be won over. You know, both all the hostile elements out there need to realize that it's just all about fun, you know? And
2: uh fun and think, safety.
1: Oh, is that fun is sexy?
2: No, safety, safety. <laughs>
0: oh. Well, I guess you could be sexy too. Hell, yeah. You could be sexy too. Yeah. Yeah, fun is sexy. Fun and sexy. Fun and
1: sexy. Fun and sexy. 63rd,
0: sixty first sexy first. I think the drivers, like in Long Beach, I, I live in Long Beach, Don, and so I ride around there, and my business is there. So um, before I would get um, motorists honking their horns, telling me to get out of the street, um, telling me um, I should be on the sidewalk and flipping me off, Um, that has really dwindled. Um, and I was so surprised. Like, it got to a point where. I haven't had that happen in a really long time, but I think last week or the week before I had someone um honking their horn at me, telling me to get out of the street. But it reminded me that, oh, you know what, it is getting better because this hasn't happened to me in a really long time. And I was surprised right. when it happened. I was like, oh, wait, wait, wait a minute, what's going on? I'm like, oh, okay, he's confused, that's all. He doesn't understand the rules of the road. So we just need to educate him. So when that happens to me, when people honk their horns and they tell me to get on the sidewalk or they flip me off or do something that is inappropriate, I, I wave and I smile. and um, Oh, my God. You probably destroyed their whole day with that.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: I wave and I smile. And if they want to engage in some dialogue, then I will explain to them that I have a right to be in the road and not on the sidewalk because it's safer for me there. And um, that they need to share the road with me as well. Like legally, I have the right to be in this in this road on my bike. Um, You have
1: a right to be there. You have a right to be in the public space. It's so crazy. We've we've totally lost our claim to the right to be in the public space. These people are operating machines. We are simply walking and riding bikes. You know, and somehow we got to win that back. That right to be in the street and get better protection, you know? I want more protection than the people in machines. I'm not looking for equal. I'm looking for more. Right. I want, I want special protection for vulnerable road users. We have a right to that protection. So do so, Yeah, I don't know, you know. It's like a wildebeest when you like <sighs> spot one of those people out there. <laughs> you
2: know? Does a the wildebeest Hello? make that kind of noise? <laughs>
1: Pretty much, that's pretty much what it sounds like to me. You know, like, I'm not even trying to pay attention to what you're saying. I'm just like... You're pretty, and you're like
2: I think that's what I hear,
1: too. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, my God. Are you going to be all right? That's my new favorite one. When somebody comes at me honking, I'll pull up and be like, are you going to be okay? I'm really concerned for you.
2: <laughs> so, Donna, we have another question for you. Yeah. Anthony?
0: Well, hi, I'm Anthony, and I just have a really important question for the fact that I cycle a majority of the day throughout the week. Um, how do we get cyclists to know their rights, their cycling rights?
1: How do we get cyclists to know their rights? Um, there, are, there are classes out there that you can take. I actually teach a class called traveling, uh, uh, Traffic Skills 101, and you you know you, you, you get the city usually um, like the city of Burbank funded my class so and the class is free and MTA right now is funding them there's a grant that's going out all around the city the LACBC hosts the classes and cyclists can go there and you get a free lesson and you get usually a free helmet if you need it bike lights so they have that you know, and and I think what helps also is, you know, just group rides, just you and your friends, you go to the movies with somebody who's brand new to bikes, Yeah, you know, let's let's ride our bikes to the coffee shop instead of driving today, you know, Johnny, and then Johnny goes, oh, okay, and then you show him how to ride and, you know.
0: Yeah, because um, for the fact that I, me and my friends, we do cycle a lot, but. I know some laws, yet they don't, but how do we get, how do we get cyclists to be aware? Like, do people know that there's classes? Do people know that they can go to places to be aware, you know? Yeah, I think you know, that yeah. there needs to be more of a push for, um, the availability of classes. So, uh, Metro, uh, the LA County Bicycle Coalition is offering, um, classes now. They started, I guess, in, I don't know if it was May or June, and they're going, I think, until September or maybe the end of the year, and they're offering these free classes, um, to educate, um, bicyclists. So, um, I'm a, uh, a, a league cycling instructor, and Renee is as well. So we right teach on. these classes, <laughs> um, and they're offered for free. Um, there are some um, places that um, they may charge for the classes, but you can just Google um, um, bike education classes or bike safety classes and um, Metro or LACBC will probably pop up first. And um, individually, I teach classes. So if someone wants to know the rules of the road, then I can teach them. And there's a, a bunch of other people like us that are out there that teach um that can teach you individually or as a group, but there's, it's the information is out there, but I think the average person doesn't know that there's a, a bike education or bike safety class. So I think we need to be better about putting a blast out there, like with the campaign, like every every road is a uh, every lane is a bike lane. With that, um, we need something that says you can get educated. There's some education out there on how to be safe on the road riding your bike, and how drivers can be safe with riding, riding on the roads with cyclists. So that's probably something that, um, Metro needs to pay some more attention to. They're offering the classes, but how do we reach the people to get them to come to the classes? So like I've gotten emails because I'm on just about everybody's email list. Um, but for someone who just pulled their bike out of their garage and dusted it off and, and they want to go Uh, maybe to the cleaners or something, um, but they don't feel safe, so maybe they won't go that far, how do we reach that person? So that's probably a a really good question. That's something that uh, maybe Metro needs to pay, uh, give some attention to.
1: Yeah, Metro, and uh, I like that idea of individual lessons. There seems to be like a whole, you know, there, there could be a whole website dedicated to that, you know? And uh we just have to, the bike advocates have to get the word out somehow because there's just not much money in bike riding, you know. There's not a big, giant oil company putting money into it. There isn't like AAA or anything. So we just have to really just be vocal about it. Right. And I'm so stoked to find out that you guys are, are LCIs as well. That's great. <laughs>
0: Yep. Thanks. thirty-eight, forty-eight, <laughs> yeah. and cool. thirty-eight, seventy-eight. We were actually a part oh. of the very. Oh my god! First... I'm so terrible. You, I I
1: thought you. I forget it. You know, they like thirty four thirty two
0: you, you missed that. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> we're we are actually uh, from the very first all-women's LCI class. I love it. And that was hot. I love it. Yeah, we're special. Dorothy Wong <laughs> taught that, or what? Uh no. no um. Laura, what's uh Jenny, Lorita, Lare- Lorita, yeah, Jenny Lorita, yeah, she taught yeah, her yeah. class.
1: All right, that sounds great.
0: Yeah, it was um. It there was... needs
1: to be more women on bikes, period. Because
0: yeah, right now
1: it's you know like they'll see dudes riding bikes and they'll just think outlaws. <laughs>
0: you know, outlaw, crazy. Uh, we understand that that's a big issue, and that's something that uh, Renee and I are focused on, mm-hmm. as well as uh, getting more women, empowering more women to ride bikes, to provide I them with education.
1: Also, you know, when I organized a public comment uh, mission to the police, the police commission, I organized a public comment on Hit and Run about a year ago or a year and a half ago. And my thing was, there needs to be mostly women here voicing their concerns. Because these cops, you know, they're probably, you know, kind of chauvinistic in a way. And if you come at them, you know, as ladies and you, you know, you just say like, yo, I want to, I want to ride and I'm vulnerable. And I think it speaks to their, you know, their kind of, you know, how cops are like a little macho or whatever. And they see that and they're like, all right, I'll listen to this person. But if they listen, you know, if it's a bunch of uh, dudes coming out and we look all, you know, bikered out, they're not going to listen to that. They're going to listen to women. I think women have the power to change this by making public comment, by getting involved in politics.
2: You know, Don, I agree um, with the women coming out because women are sometimes seen as vulnerable, even though we're not. Right. But. I'm sorry. In a way, um, the men... Especially officers do want to protect women and children and um yeah. and I agree with what you're saying that if more females were were out there um coming to some of those community meetings to express our concerns with riding on the road, I think that it would help a lot
1: a lot a lot, you know, and kids too I want to ride my bike to school, you know you know those kind of things where it's it's like We want the the roads to be safe for the most vulnerable person. You know, elderly people, you know, they should be riding bikes. Right. You know?
0: Yeah, we want everybody to be safe out
1: there. Because unfortunately right now, like, the bike, the whole bike thing is mostly dudes. It's mostly, like, dudes out in the streets riding bikes we're
2: changing that
0: yeah we're changing it slowly but it is changing
3: it is (laughs) changing and and
0: and that's one of our missions is to i gotta make sure that we get more women and to to demonstrate that it's safe to ride your bike as a woman and that you can receive so many benefits um by riding a bike and um (laughs) yeah
2: that's why we need a bridge um with this gap that we have between um the officers and um, the cycling um, in the street. Um, We need to know that they have our back when it comes to cycling laws and um, vice versa, because we want to support them um, when it's time for them to enforce cycling laws. And, you know, we want to feel safe. So we want to try to bridge this gap that we have and not let the the driver in the police officer take over from, uh for um, looking out for the safety of cyclists in general
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah 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 and yeah. don um we really appreciate your time and um you sharing your um knowledge and wisdom with us and i i do have one more question for you um how did yeah. you get involved as a bike advocate
1: um you know it it came through the group rides the fun group rides i'm one i'm the founder of Midnight Riders is this girl named Jim, uh, Tim Jensen, who is my friend. And we started out for fun and then after a few years, you know, your friends go down or something you know, some nasty injustice happens and I myself I, I was a you know, I was in a hit and run myself and and there would be other people in hit and runs and you do you start doing, like, protest rides, or, you know, you start thinking, like, well, what do we got to do to change this? And uh, slowly but surely, um, you know, you just get sucked in, and, and it's such a beautiful, diverse, uh, like, scene. Like, the bike riders are just the most amazing. They come from everywhere, and they're just open-minded and, and loving, and, like, um, I, I just, I'm stoked. Like, you, you have something you can bond with people across the entire city across different classes, different backgrounds, all that stuff. And um that's why we're gonna win.
0: We are. <laughs> we are. We're winning now. winning.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: winning. Even Charlie Sheen will
1: come
0: Maybe we should have oh, no. <laughs> bomb Charlie Sheen to come up. Oh, you, you know, know what? Can- That sounds like a good idea. We have to get
1: celebrities, we gotta get rich people, we gotta get, you know, all these people, like business people. I think that they, I'll just say one more thing. I think that the bike community needs to link up with, uh, property developers. You know, these big developers that everybody, like, complains about they're creating density. Well, density is something that makes it better for bikes. And if we were to link up with some of these property developers that want to put in, you know, high-rises and stuff, I know it sounds totally evil to everybody that lives in Hollywood, but I think that high-rise at Vine in Hollywood that they're talking about putting in, I think we need that. And if we linked up with these powerful property developers and said, hey, the bike lobby, you know, we're powerful, you guys are powerful, let's link up, and we'll advocate for, you know, a denser, like, city center, And you guys advocate for more bike-friendly streets. There's got to be a connection there somehow because those guys have so much money. And with all our passion, there's got to be a connection. I don't know. I probably sound totally evil. But I just think we need to link up with other, you know, other groups, like other powerful lobby groups around the city.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. My um, thought was connecting with, um, like, the health Industry, Ooh. so the health department, anything, yep. uh, anything connected to to health and um healthy lifestyles.
1: Absolutely, that's a great idea too. Health industry, even though they're evil, <laughs> insurance companies—they're so evil. But they might help us get—I don't know—bike infrastructure, whatever it takes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, Renee, did you have any other <laughs> um, questions for Don? No questions for Don. Um, I think we're good. Cool. We got your 30 minutes. (laughs) Well, thank you you so much, Um, Don, for your time. We really appreciate it. And if if someone wanted to um, reach out to you from the show, do you have um, any contact information that you'd like to share?
1: Sure. Um, You can reach me at either MidnightRiders.com or... Wolfpackhustle.com and, uh, drop us a line. There's a contact button on Wolfpack Hustle. You know, you want to ride with us or you, you know, have any questions about cycling. I get a lot of youngsters that call me when they get into a crash because, you know, you're in a panic and you're, you're dazed and confused and they'll call me like, what do I do? Alright here's what you do, homie. Okay. And then, you know, that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm fully available for that. It's all bike love. So, yeah. Anyways, thanks guys. Thanks for having me. Thank and, uh, I, uh, I look forward to, uh, you know, hearing you guys in the future.
0: Thank you All so right. much, Don. Thank you. Have a great weekend.
1: Ride safe and, uh, safety third, sexy first.
0: <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Thank you. Bye <Bye-bye>. bye. <laughs> So, we have our co host, John Jones III, calling in tonight because he's out working late. But um, he is going to um, share with us um, about a recent incident. But first, how are you, John?
4: I'm doing great. It's a wonderful time in the world with the life of me and Eastside Riders Bike Club and United Riders in
0: particular. Wonderful. It's been a long time since we've got to chat. It's good to hear your voice.
4: Yeah, nice hearing and everybody also. Um it seems like these emails was just getting longer and longer and we wasn't gonna to talk to each other ever again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so anyway, uh John, we just got off the phone with Don Ward of uh the Midnight Riders and several other things he's got going on. And um he was discussing uh law enforcement because he's had a lot of contact with them. And so he was discussing um their attitudes about cycling. Um, what he shared with us uh, was that they tend to have the attitudes of drivers who do not know where cyclists should be riding on the road, and so he he expressed that their um, their attitude was such that you cyclists basically need to, you know, uh, move out of the way so uh, drivers can get by. Did you have anything else to add, Elizabeth?
0: Oh, that was pretty. That was oh, pretty much it. Okay.
2: And also, um, what I wanted to share was that, I know, you, John, you heard about that um, article or that was on CBS2 uh, with the uh, sheriff that told the cyclist to move over to the right that was riding in the shower lanes. Yeah. Yeah. Part of the um, problem that the um, reporter brought out in this article was that um, they confirmed with DNV and CHP that the word shower didn't, appear in the California vehicle code and it leaves a lot of room for interpretation when it comes to sharing the road um, with uh, drivers and um, cyclists so um what we wanted to do because we have an uh your situation where we had an officer that interpreted that you guys were not riding the correct way down the street right
4: right that's correct
2: all right can you tell us tell us the story
4: so um we was out. Um, it wasn't a Benjamin Torres ride. Um, it was more of us getting together, um, going out, and trying to see if we can get some answers from uh, from Gardena PD and uh, City Hall about um, the situation with Benjamin Torres. Why we haven't gotten any answers? Why haven't we gotten any leads? Uh, where where are we standing from here? Um, that night, the night before, we found out that uh, ghost bike was taken down. So it turned into questions that we was going to ask. We was going to ask why was the bike taken down? What can we do to put it back? And of course, all the other things that I asked. You know, why? 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 Why can't? Um, why haven't we found anyone? So, so the um,
0: police officers the night, removed
4: the bike. Yeah. Um, so the the bike was was ordered to be moved by the chief of PD, um, which is also the person in charge of public works what what he understood was it's a memorial Um, memorial um don't stay up that long they left it there longer than they normally leave memorials up so um it's an educational component there that we need to speak with cardina pd about um about the whole thing around um ghost bikes the sad part is ghost bikes are not protected in our state like it is in arizona so um it's a memorial piece which comes down after a while not the only ghost bike that we had taken down um in 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 the county um within the past year, but um with that incident um uh, we was pulled over by a uh, um I, I don't know if she was a rookie or if she just wasn't up on point on uh, about cycling but um can
2: you say on, where um, you were riding at john to, um,
4: we were riding in gardena i think I'm, if I'm not mistaken it was down on uh, western um approaching Redondo Beach. Boulevard, and um, in what lane? And, um, the number. Right, that's why I get mixed up. At I'm gonna <laughs> go with the number two lane, but I think it's the number one lane, the one closest to the curb. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we was riding in twos. Um, it was about eight of us, and we was riding in twos. And um, uh, we seen one one um, officer pass by, which later came back when she called for backup. And he passed by. He looked at us, and he kept going. Um, about Two or three minutes later, we see another female officer roll by, and she looks and she turns around, and we thinking like the courtesy we get over here in L.A. is that she's coming to help us get through wherever we have to go to, like L.A.P.D. and the sheriff's treat us, you know. So um, she gets behind us, she turns the lights on, and um, we keep cycling. Like cool, we got escort.
0: <laughs> 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 wait, wait. wait. So she's behind you when she turns on the lights.
4: Yeah, like, okay. cool. We got escort. We, it's cool. Now we can get to City Hall even faster. <laughs> okay. So, um, you know, she orders to pull over. And we all kind of look back like, is she talking to us? And, um, so we, we pulled over. And, um, me, I'm always the one that talks. So I'm the first one off the bike. What do we do? Um, um, why are we getting pulled over? You know, was like, you guys need to sit down. Like, uh, why do we need to sit down? Well, um, I'm conducting a traffic stop and you guys need to sit down. I'm like um, everybody sat down. I think my my brother and myself was the only ones that didn't sit down immediately. Who's questioning her? Why did she pull us over? Um, she wouldn't tell us that. We asked her what was her badge number. She wouldn't tell us that. So um, we went on and, and we I told I told my little brother the best thing for us to do is just sit down. So nothing else. It, it wouldn't get worse than what it is. But at the same time, as we were sitting down, we asked her, you know, for her badge number, and she never could. She never would give it to us. She would never tell us the reason why she was pulling us over. So um, she calls about, I think it was between four to six cars to come over, wow. and if they thought we was impeding traffic, um now, Gardena PD was really impeding traffic. Four with eight to cars six cars. In the lane, traffic backed up, plus the looky loose.
0: For some bite, for eight people on bicycles?
4: For eight people on bicycles. And there were eight
0: cars? It was,
4: it was, it was probably at one point more than that, but a, a few of them pulled up and they kind of looked and rode off. Uh, like I don't want to have no part of, of, of what's going on over there <laughs> wow so, um, so you know she pulled us over um, she called backup, backup came they frisked all of us You know, um, asked my my brother and myself if we had any guns or drugs on us and from what we understand no one else was asked about this if they had guns or drugs on them. Um, maybe because we only want to have backpacks on I'm not sure but you know um, we was asked that. We was off for it. And at the end of the day, we was given a ticket for impeding traffic.
0: For Seven impeding traffic.
4: Impeding traffic. Seven out of eight of us was given tickets for so, impeding traffic.
0: So what happened to the the last person? How come they didn't get a ticket?
4: We thinking because it was Benjamin Torres' daughter. Oh. That's, that's, that's the only reason we can think of why she didn't get a ticket. But we was all riding together. Um, someone made a real, real important, um, observation.
1: <laughs> they
4: said, why did all eight of us get a ticket? Um, shouldn't only four of us get a ticket? Because, um, the other four was close to the curb, so they was following the rules of the road, correct? <laughs> so, so all eight of us shouldn't have gotten a ticket. <laughs>
0: well, the rules of the road are the bicyclist has the right to take the lane.
4: Right, so you can you ride down the
0: middle of the road.
4: Her, her rules and Gardena rules was slightly different than what we understand and what we've been taught. So um, that's why we was given the tickets for um, impeding traffic. And we asked them, was their rules different than California Vehicle Code? And she said she don't think so. Um, at the end of the video, I know she made a statement as to um, to um, that if it was her, she would ride on the sidewalk. Um, but it's illegal, so she don't ride on the sidewalk but um, she'll ride on the sidewalk because it's safer.
0: Okay. Now, <laughs> what sense does that make? So which is the rule? So she wasn't able to clarify that.
4: She wasn't able to clarify it. So uh, we was trying to figure out why um, we didn't get answers. Um, we was kind of uh, shocked on, on, on not getting getting answers when we wanted them. So um, we, we went later on down the road to... Um, to uh to the to the city hall to talk to the to the city manager and the chief came in and explained to us all of the situations that was at hand you know why the bike was removed um he didn't know anything about the ticket but he could he could, he took copies of the ticket and told us he'll get back to us and, with us Bye-bye. so have,
0: have you heard from him since then uh,
4: we will be having a meeting with them on uh tuesday? Okay, and when did
0: when did this incident happen?
4: Um, about I, I think it was around July July ten.
0: July 10th. It was Around July ten. Okay, and you guys were doing um this was a Benjamin Torres ride.
4: Yeah, it was a Benjamin. It was it was it was a Benjamin Torres ride, but it was just because we we did it that day because it was the actual date um of the ninth anniversary of um the death of Benjamin Torres.
0: Okay. And can you give us a brief um summary of what the Benjamin Torres ride is for?
4: This the Benjamin Torres ride is to is to uplift the memory of um Benjamin Torres and to keep it fresh in the head in the minds and the heads of folks that um Benjamin Torres was a cyclist who was going to work and was killed by a hit and run driver. And uh, we want to make sure that with us riding the bikes in Gardena, it's keeping the word out there that um, he, was, he was killed in the and run. But if someone is driving around and seeing us riding around and seeing the bike, it's keeping it fresh in their head that Benjamin um, Torres was, was was killed and that if it was even them, they should come forth.
0: Okay. Okay, so um, you made it to City Hall.
4: <laughs> yes.
0: You talked with the chief.
4: We're we, going we to talk to um to the to the um to the city manager. Okay, to
0: the city the manager. I'm
4: talking with the chief. Yeah.
0: Okay, and then you have a meeting for this coming Tuesday to talk yeah, about got, the tickets that you got.
4: Uh, talk about the tickets that we got with um LHCC and uh, some other folks um going to be involved a lot. Of, and we got a lot of people supporting us with um uh, with letters and um, emails and reposts of um of the um of the video and just so many people calling us and telling us you know that that they sub that they've seen the video and that the video was horrible what they've seen and was was people um up to par on the things that happened um with, with bikes and are are they are they seeing that bikes are are becoming um more and more mainstream so it was like a lot of folks who called us um we had lawyer we got lawyers ready to represent us it's, it's 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 crazy um it's it's cool it's crazy it's fun that so many people that want to come to, to back for
2: john you the so the meeting that you're having you said it's with LA's la bcc
4: the los angeles county bike Bicy- los angeles right. county bicycle college yeah is gardena
2: uh, police going to be there as well
4: um gardena pd will be there
2: okay and this so, meeting no, it's,
4: a, it's a meeting with the actual chief
2: oh okay okay and so what do you expect to happen at this meeting
4: well in the perfect world we expect our tickets to be dropped <laughs> but we're not sure if that's going to happen but what we do know is going to happen is that this means going to be some talks to uh Gardena pd about taking traffic skill one-on-one classes offered by lac dc and um, metro
2: oh that's a good idea we just discussed that earlier with don ward trying to get yeah. the um officers more educated on bicycle law.
4: Yeah, so it's going to be a lot of um different things and we want the officers that was involved to be the first ones to take the class although they might not be might be um different um different uh, uh officers in charge.
0: Yeah, they we need to have some type of um program implemented in the police departments across LA County. um To educate make sure they're educated on um, the rules of the road for bicyclists and bike safety because um, if this woman officer was a rookie she should have had that training should have been fresh in her mind right right but john
2: wasn't then her sergeant come out to assist her she had several other officers that weren't rookies
4: they were the training officer and that's the one who passes by initially
2: and so then uh he agreed with um her observation
4: yeah, um they agreed because i'm thinking it was more it was more it was more off of um i'm gonna support my um my fellow uh my fellow officers you know that's what i think it was it was more of
2: uh, now do you think this was i know you you heard um before you said a, a LAPD and the sheriff has helped out um tremendously with um the organized rides and giving you escorts and making sure you guys are okay um in the beginning of the conversation. Um so what I wanna know, do you think that this incident with Gardena, do you think it's isolated or do you think that this is happening um more than we think?
4: I think it's um I think it's um probably just a, a um isolated incident that happened that happened um in Gardena and um and I think that that you know with a little training we can have less of these incidents happen
2: right so Gardena I'm I'm working in
4: talking it's okay (laughs) <laughs>
2: Don had a party going on earlier, so it's okay.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's where I was when I first called in earlier. I was in the back part where it was more music and horse riding and bull riding. But, you know, um, you got to take time out to, to 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 talk about things you, you believe in.
0: Um, John, when you guys were um, riding... Um, before you were pulled over, were you slowing? Um, was there traffic behind you? Were you slowing um, traffic was, or were cars just moving along and switching lanes?
4: It was moving along and switching lanes, like, you know, the vehicle code say, um, to you know, if cars got a lane to go around you, you're not seeing traffic. And they had a lane to go around us. It wasn't, you know, it was going around us and, you know, doing what they had to do. Um, it was just this individual cop that felt that she needed to turn up. Um, the burners, I guess, as, you, as some people will say, and um, and uh, uh, question us about our cycling. I guess she thought that probably that we didn't know the rules of the road, that we wasn't going to talk to her and ask her questions and question her about what she was doing. I thought she was just gonna, she thought it was just going to be uh, here goes the ticket, um, you know, get, <laughs> get out of my city, you know. But I I think it kind of got her a little bit more upset when we started questioning her and telling her that um that um things that she was doing wasn't correct
0: yeah and the the part about that eight or more police cars that always gets me when i see um a bunch of police cars and then there's like one person and i'm like well what are they armed or like what were they doing were they robbing people what would cause eight police cars what would the need be for people on bicycles, and the only things you have are two backpacks, and yeah, so, and they searched uh, you?
4: Yeah, so her response was, when I asked her about that, was that um, it was one on eight. What did you guys expect? Now, I'm just getting my jacket. <laughs> yeah, it was one on eight. What did you guys expect me to do?
2: But here's the thing I would, um, I had was speaking about with Elizabeth earlier, is um, she did tell you guys she was doing a traffic stop, um, I don't know how many times I've been pulled over, but I know each time I have been pulled over, I was never searched uh, on a routine traffic stop.
3: Right, <laughs> right.
4: And that was another question that was, that was asked to her. Like, if we were in a car, would you have pulled us out? And, um, and they've actually said, well, whenever I stop anybody, I'll pull them out the car and make sure that they have no guns or drugs on them.
0: Really? I wonder, is that based on the color of their skin, or is that normal practice for everybody?
4: Mm. I doubt it's normal for everyone.
0: Yeah, that just seems odd to me. And, and it sounds like some additional training needs to happen with the Gardena um, officers.
2: I think she would have a lot more complaints if every time she made a traffic stop for someone um, changing lanes at the wrong time or not stopping at a stop sign if she pulled everyone out of the car that would be a major issue and she would have some major complaints um under her belt so
4: well it, i mean she's consistent because <laughs> you know i don't live far away from Guardian. and i was there um probably three or four days after that incident and she had a car pulled over and she had these guys out on the side of the road sitting down it was uh looked like some Samoan guy had them all on the side of the road sitting down while she was going through the car so Wow, <laughs> she keeps her okay. when she says she pulled everybody out of the car and sit them on a the curb. Yeah, so no, from my our incident. And then the next time I saw her, you know, it was the same thing.
2: So it does sound like you're dealing with a special case in with this incident, anyway. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so in your meeting, um, John, you're going to talk about um, what are you going to talk about other than this, the tickets? Um, are you going to talk about how? Um, the officers or the department can um, train their staff properly and make sure they know the the vehicle code um, and how to interact with cyclists or what what's your plan? Yeah, that's,
4: that's some of the main things we want to talk about. You know, um, um, traffic stops and how to deal with cyclists on traffic stops. Um, um I, in a in a way, um, a little bit to their defense, from what I hear. And I don't know if it's to their defense or adding to adding to the pile of stuff they have to deal with is um, not. I don't think it was a week before that um, it was a cyclist who who was recovering his own bike um, and was. I'm no. I don't want to get quoted on it too much, but this is what I hear that he was re- recovering his bike and um, they thought he was stealing his bike that he um, reported stolen. And they thought he had a gun on him and shot. I don't know if they killed him or shot an Um in Gardena. So um, that was that was a little bit of what they said. Why she was a little aggressive because that incident was still fresh. But um, we want to talk to him about other ways to handle it besides lethal force. Um, I know some Gardena PD um, carry um, tasers, so um, that can be another way. Or it can just be talking to people. I don't know. I don't carry a gun, but I got myself out of a lot of situations by talking. So there's different ways than pulling the gun and pulling the case or whatever it might be to defuse the situation.
0: Yes. Yeah, there's a a lot of other ways um, that could be used so that the officer is safe and that the person that they are pulling over is safe, as we've had way too many incidents recently with um, people that are a little bit overexcited um, with their jobs and with their uh, authority. So, so, yeah, that's something that um that um, I hope um, you guys can address and get some type of resolution um in your meeting. Yeah.
4: and it's good for the next group of cyclists that's riding through.
0: Yeah, yeah, We want um, bicycles to be able to pass through wherever they're going, doing whatever it is they need to do, and be safe, feel safe, and the people around them are safe. And um yeah. that everybody can just get along and ride or drive their cars and, and not have to worry about uh being pulled over for uh something that's not uh that's not even a part of the law. So
2: right. yeah. John, the, the one thing that, that surprised me when I was watching the video is like you like Elizabeth was surprised to learn and what I saw was um all the officers and I know you said um, that they were uh, no one came to your aid or any cyclist aid to say hey they're okay to be there they were just more or less trying to support her, right? Right. Okay. So are you going to address that in the meeting?
4: Um, it's 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 it's, it's some, something that we have scheduled. I mean, I, I know I, I'm writing down some of my things that I want. And this is something that I can write down as one of my questions and ask. Um, that I want to answer for, um, so I can take that back with me um, for Tuesday and talk to him about this. Also, um, not everything that, that have I really had time to sit back and say this is what I want to ask A through through Z because um, you know of work. But um, I am going to be working on that um, Tuesday morning. I think the meeting is at two, so two to three. So um, I'll be I'll have my questions ready, and um, I can throw that in as one
3: of them.
0: <laughs> okay. John, do you have any advice for, um, for other cyclists who are riding along, minding their business, and they get stopped by the police, um, for, for no good reason? Do you have any advice to offer, offer well, to them?
4: I want to, uh, uh, give them the advice, the same thing that I had to snap into reality and realize real quick that we want to cooperate. We don't want to make this situation worse than what it is, even though they might not know all the rules of the road, um, if we can make it worse by arguing and fighting um, with them. So if we if we just if we just um, cooperate, um, if there's a ticket that's going to be handed out, we get the ticket, go to court, we try to prove our case, um, it's better than you going to jail for a night and, and um, putting family members or, or, or um, yourself in jeopardy and getting into the system. Because most of the time, um, that's probably what it is. It's introductory to the system when... When you get pulled over and you want to fight about it and now you're, you're, you're getting arrested and now you're in the system. So, um, it's another way to put you into the system. So I say just try to be, um, just try to be, just try to be, um, uh, mindful that all you want to do is, um, just cooperate. You, you can speak your mind, but cooperate. Um, don't cause too much of a, of a, um, fight about it. That was my thing. That's what I had to calm my little brother um, down I'm doing, you know, is, we can get through this. This is this is um, a process. This is something. It'll be a learning process for all of us. Now we know. Don't go through Gardena or riding in twos, taking up a lane. <laughs> uh, riding single foul. And we we, 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 we asked her that. Um, you know, you want 80 riders to come through here riding in a single foul line, and that's going to take, like, almost forever to get just done with a ride. That'd be an all-day process. And she said, well, that's our route. That's how we do it. So um, you know, we learn things as we go along. We're not experts at this cycling stuff, but we learn
3: as we go.
0: Yeah, but also too, that rule is not correct.
3: <laughs>
0: that's not a. Um, that's not the law, right? So they also need some education.
2: And I, I think that goes back to the interpretation that that article mentioned at the end, that it's open to interpretation, and that's why you might run across it. Might be okay in LAPD's territory but you reach Gardena is something else because they are interpreting the law differently.
0: Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. I don't like how do you um uh, misinterpret that uh every like a bike has the the right to take the lane. So yeah, that's that, the whole lane. That's
4: something that, that's something that they didn't, they didn't realize. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah yeah so um was there anything else you wanted to to add?
4: um that'd be all right now um i I wish I could be more uh focused in on you guys um and uh answer more questions um, but you know work is, is got me wrapped up right now
0: <laughs> Oh, we completely understand, and we appreciate you um joining us today and sharing your insight on um, what is happening out on the streets and um, what's been going on in, in Gardena and um, that you guys are are um, focused on a solution and hopefully on Tuesday you'll get that.
4: Um, and, and, um, and, and I can't wait to get back into the studio with you guys. It's been a while and it seems like forever.
2: Right. John, one more thing. Um, I know you said people have been writing emails and letters. Is there any way, other way that we can support you guys?
4: Um, all of us just just doing what we're doing, getting the word out um, in our community about cycling. You know, um, if, if we can um, help continue to educate our community, then these things these things will happen all the way around. Where even the police department will understand um, about um, about cycling and the rules of the road. So we all doing our part. This radio show is helping do our part. KTXBC um, uh, helps do our part. Um, people that live all the way as far as Monrovia. Um, writing in to, to um, the chief of police and, and city council helps do their part. So the bike community is strong and uh, we all stick together and support each other no matter where we live.
0: So is there an email address or number that people could call or write to if they want to support?
4: Um, we, I know we got, I know most of us posted ours on to the Gardena um, police um, uh, Facebook page. Some people went on went even further and got Gardena PD email address and phone numbers, but I don't have all that information.
2: I know um, that uh, is, our guest caller Marty, he's going to call in um, to help us with some solutions, and he actually um, emailed the chief. I don't know what email address he used, but I'm sure he can share yeah. that.
4: Um, Mar- Marty with us. was a big supporter of it. also. Yeah. Marty and Carlos Morales from Eastside Bike Club.
0: Okay, good, 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 good. And you said you have um, some lawyers on board already.
4: That yeah, supporting? a couple of um, guys that, that talked to Eastside uh, Bike Club about about representing a few of us um, and uh, trying to get the people straight up.
0: Okay, well, good. Well, good. Well, I'm glad that um, you guys are on this and bringing it some visibility so that it can be addressed properly and that um, this doesn't get swept under the rug and uh, we have the same thing happening again to other cyclists. That um, you're addressing it now, and hopefully we won't have anything like this happen again—at least not in Gardena. Right. Yeah,
3: yeah.
4: Because <laughs> because um, uh LA County and LA City is on on board with whatever it is in cycling movement, and I think they're at the forefront of a lot of it. Good,
0: good, good. Well, John, if somebody uh, wants, not gonna
4: forget about Long Beach.
0: <laughs> ah, yeah, don't forget about us. Um, John, if somebody wants to contact you, um, uh, how can they contact you?
4: can contact me on um, eSideBikes at gmail.com. They can uh they can look at our website, org, Or they can look at our Facebook. Everything Facebook. Everything is e Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I like Facebook. I think we need to start that. Yeah,
1: yeah, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's gonna do it. I know
0: I
3: shouldn't have said anything.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Well, thank you very much, John, for um, interrupting your evening, um, uh, your uh, morning to join us. We appreciate it, and uh, we look forward to um, um, being with you again next month on First Saturdays.
4: Yeah, see, I'm back at the party
0: now. Have a good one. Party for us, okay?
4: You guys have a good one, and
3: I can't wait to see you guys again. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye.
0: All right.
3: Bye-bye. Hello. Hey, Renee.
0: Hi, this is Elizabeth. Is this Marty?
3: Hi, Elizabeth. Yes, it is. How are you doing? Hi,
0: Marty. I am well. Thank you. How are you?
3: I am great, thanks.
0: Good. Thank um, you so much for joining us tonight.
3: Oh, I wish I could be there.
0: Um,
2: hi,
3: I'm Marty. The... Hi. Who... Is that Renee? It's yes, Renee. <laughs> <laughs> hey, friend. How are you?
2: Very, very good. Thank you so much for helping us get in contact with Don. He's He's a he's a character.
0: We love him. (laughs) Yes, he was really cool. I told you. I told you he's really cool and a wealth of information.
3: Oh my gosh, he has really uh, part the plumber. He has put the rubber to the road, if you know what I mean. Right. (laughs) I Can't wait to hear what he had to say. Yeah,
2: you're going (laughs) to (laughs) laugh. So we just got off the phone with John uh, from East site. Riders Bicycle Club. Thank you, Elizabeth. Sorry, John. (laughs) So he was telling us about the incident in Gardena. And um, we know that you supported him on that. And uh, Mm -hmm. we wanted to hear not only your thoughts on that subject, um, if you experience anything close to that with um, either officers not knowing um, the rules of the road, and then um, some solutions that you think that um, we as a, the cycling community um, can come together and work on to make sure it doesn't happen again.
0: But, but before that, let's um, um, Marty. If you would give us, you know, an introduction on on what um, type of activity you had out there in in the bike community. I, we know you're a cyclist, um, you're an, an an activist as well. Um, but if you can give us a little brief spiel on your background in cycling,
3: absolutely. Uh, well, I'm actually living my second cycling life. Back in the uh, '70s and '80s, I was very much into cycling, but you know, I got married, got a grown-up job, and things like that, and gradually, and moved around the country quite a bit, and gradually, my cycling ground to a halt. Uh, and then about four years ago, I was diagnosed with type two diabetes and told to lose weight and exercise. And they uh, suggested that I jog or run or walk, and yeah, you know, I, I tried that, but I'm a cyclist at heart, you know? <laughs> and, uh, after a while, you know, I, I just don't run very well unless I'm, somebody's chasing me. <laughs> that sounds so, uh, typical, Marty. <laughs> you know, so I got on the bike, and, uh, I ended up doing all the chasing because I was absolutely slow as to be and couldn't keep up with anyone. But, um uh, over the years, I, I've gotten back into the sport. And, and my main motivation, really, uh, was, of course, my, my diabetes. I got involved with the American Diabetes Association. Uh, and uh, and through that, uh, working with their charity bike ride called the Tour de Cure. and they you know all about that. Right. And I think you do, too, that uh, starts and finishes in Long Beach every year. It's a big part of the Long Beach cycling calendar Yes, uh, every year. Uh, And so I got involved with that and started to join their volunteer committee. And through that, I I met some amazing people uh, involved in cycling, cycling advocacy, people that work with city governments, uh, primarily from the position of of gaining permits for the event uh, and laying out routes, but also working with law enforcement for the purposes of crime control, security, and most important to bike riders, uh, route security while we're riding. Uh, intersection control things of that nature, and and found out that uh, there are a number of cities here in Los Angeles County, Southern California in general, that have bike patrols, and it's just ironic to me that so many cities can have bike patrols, a few as few as two or three officers, up to places like Los Angeles and San Diego that have dozens of officers on bikes. Uh, and yet, uh, generally speaking, uh, the awareness of the rights and responsibilities of cyclists in the city is so poorly understood by by officers in general. Uh, and I think uh, one of the things that we can do as cyclists is, is try to get those bike patrol people to understand or to represent us a little bit within their own department. Uh, as far as my <laughs> advocacy is concerned, it's it, it, in its in now, but thanks to people like Carlos Morales, Don Ward, and, and others who have invited me to participate with them and support their causes, uh, I'm getting getting more and more involved all the time, and and I look forward to to involving my club more. I, I'm a member of Major Motion Recreational Cycling here in Los Angeles, and we have a, a growing community service, community outreach uh, interest. And we'd like to see it develop, and we think advocacy is a big part of it. Now, you asked me what I thought about the, the Gardena incident, and had I personally experienced anything like that. Uh, that's an, that's a, really a great question, uh, because the answer is no. And I think part of it has to do with the way organized, quote-unquote, mainstream-type cyclists or clubs like Major Motion or, South Bay wheelmen, or, or some of the many other the dock riders, uh, uh, crank and time those kind of clubs. We look the part. We look like we're professional cyclists. We look like we should be out there riding, and we get respect from police authorities. But unfortunately, los riders, east side riders, east side bike clubs, are not as likely to get. Uh, and I think that's wrong. I think it shows uh, a lack of awareness. Uh, on the part of uh, law enforcement in general. Uh, Some places are better than others, some are worse than others. I think we saw one of the worst in Gardena, but I think one of the interesting things about that incident was there seemed to be some respect shown by both, both sides of the issue to each other. The only big chasm in that case is just this total lack of understanding of the law by the Gardena Police Department.
2: Right. So you think it um, has something to do uh, with the, uh, the way that they look? That's why they pulled them over, because they didn't look like I professional would. cyclists?
3: Look, I, I, my club has ridden through Gardena at all hours of the day uh, in groups of way more than eight. You know how we roll. The Absolutely. Out there with 30, 35 people.
2: Absolutely. And
3: yes, we tend to ride in a pace line, but not always. Sometimes we're all over the place. <laughs> uh, you know, we just kind of drift in and out of formation. We have never had so much as a cop say, "Could you please straighten up, ride over a little bit?" Nothing. They don't even look at us. Right. Uh, it's it, same thing. I don't care where we go: downtown LA, uh, uh, Arcadia, Long Beach, Pasadena. Whittier, any of the places we ride, never had a problem, and I can—I don't know of any any people riding as a club who have ever been hassled. Occasionally, a cop will ask you to ride single file, but they never approach it from a misunderstanding of the law. They're saying um, there's a lot of traffic coming today, uh, there's something's going on. Uh, would you please? And when it's framed that way, not as not as if we were doing something illegal or claiming rights that weren't ours. More or less, uh, will you help me out? And of course, as responsible citizens, forget being a cyclist, an officer asks you to do something for the common good. You're going to hopefully do it, right? Yeah, and that's kind of kind of the limit of my experience. And I think that it's kind of embarrassing in a way, uh, especially as the cycling community is redefined now by groups of uh, of, of people just coming out to ride their bikes. Folks that, you know, don't have road bikes, they're out on beach cruisers or mountain bikes, whatever they have in the garage that has air in the tires, they want to go ride. And they want to ride where it's safe, and they want to ride with groups of friends, and they don't want to be uh, harassed by people based on a misunderstanding of, uh, of the legal obligation.
2: So then this goes back to what we discussed with Don and what we also discussed with John, is that the officers need to be educated to know to know that there's not just professional cyclists there are commuting cyclists there are recreational cyclists and whatever else uh there is that uh, and they all uh have the same rights to the road
3: i agree completely you know it's uh nothing is ever as simple as as we'd like it to be or very rarely but but in this case i think it it can be fairly simple uh Police departments have, for the most part, I believe, have the resources in-house. They have people who, who do traffic patrol, and those officers who work traffic detail are very well-versed, generally speaking, in the vehicle codes of California. Uh, and when I have the opportunity to talk about vehicle code and how they relate to cycling with people, I point out that cycling is covered in the Los Angeles County vehicle codes. Not in the bicycle code, not in the recreational code, in the vehicle code that covers cars, trucks, and bicycles. Absolutely. Uh, and when I point this out to people, especially people who you think would know that, they're, they're often surprised by it. Uh, and so this information is available, I would say, in, in most police departments. And, and if a department is too small to have people that are well versed in it, uh, LA is one big mashup of, of bordering communities. Uh, that should and need and ought to be talking to each other, especially as, as this thing of cycling uh, continues to grow and expand and, and starts involving more and more people from different backgrounds and, uh,
1: and experiences.
3: So, yeah, I think I think uh, I mentioned bike the police, bike patrols earlier. What a wonderful resource uh, that could be brought to bear uh, on this on this situation, because you know, cops talking to cops. I think might have an effect it might have a, uh, a positive effect sooner faster than a community quote-unquote activist right you know, because uh, one thing I think the the element of confrontation or potential confrontation is eliminated uh, they tend to speak the same language in terms of uh, their experience they've been through the same training they, they put their lives on the line they have they share that camaraderie uh, of serving the public they know, uh, what it's like to be out there, uh, out there in the streets trying to, trying to protect and to serve. And I think that's something that we as cyclists, if we can get the right ears, could maybe volunteer to help and become a part of that. Everybody from Major Motion and, and clubs like mine to Los Riders, Eastside, uh, could maybe come together and say, look, we may look different on, to you guys when we ride our bikes, but to each other, We're brothers and sisters, and we want to work together to help you understand where we're coming from and what the law law allows and requires.
2: Absolutely. Um, You know, I had another question for you. Um, You mentioned, as far as a solution, I remember speaking with you earlier um, a couple of days ago, and you said, um, for if everyone could just reach out to someone that may not know about cycling and let them know the rules of the road if they get an opportunity. Remember that conversation? Yeah, I sure yeah.
3: do. Can you we share were that? about sharrows, I think, uh, right at that time. Yeah, I, and that was, you know, that we were talking about the incident with the uh, uh, L.A. County Sheriff on Motorcycle who uh, was overtaking a cyclist who was riding on a sheriff, which is a shared arrow lane. Right. Uh, and those lanes, for your listeners that may not know, those lanes are lanes that are designated... Uh, specifically uh, allowing cyclists to take the entire lane. They're not obligated to ride single file. They're not obligated to ride as far to the right as might be safe. They are entitled to the entire lane at whatever speed they're cycling. Uh, unfortunately, that the meaning of those symbols and, the, and what they mean uh, hasn't really been made well known to the public. You won't find road signs. You don't see it on buses. You don't The public service announcements on TV and radio telling people what they mean, and maybe that's something we ought to be talking about at another time. But you don't see that, so folks don't know. So what what can we do uh, as cyclists to help people understand? Well, we can we can find out for ourselves, make sure our facts are straight, and then we can talk to people. We can talk to other riders while we're riding. We can talk to if we have a popular bike uh, place, uh, bike shop, or or Starbucks or a coffee shop or a, a store where we stop the bananas, you know, if we have the opportunity just to mention it, uh, what those are about. When we're riding with our families in the cars and we happen to see a share or even a regular bike lane, take the opportunity, ask the driver, ask the people in the car, hey, do you know what that symbol on the road means? Maybe right. say, what symbol? The bike. Yeah, I mean, it's bikes. Yeah, but did you notice that it has you know, those two Chevrons above it, those two lines? Do you know what that means? And then, you know, take the conversation from
2: there. Right. Interestingly enough, and I mentioned this um, earlier, is that um, the reporter that did that story uh, confront with DMV and CHP that Cheryl is not in the vehicle code. So I'm wondering how the Cheryl sign gets on the road without being in the vehicle code and no one knows what it is.
3: That's interesting. I I did not know that it was not in the vehicle code. I thought it was. Okay, I'm glad you told me that.
0: Well, that's a new I think it's it's a new concept, so that yes, might be why maybe it hasn't been revised yet. well that
3: could be, but uh, there should be there should be markups or updates or supplements to the vehicle code uh, that are available to law enforcement and to cities until the next publishing. you know
2: before we came in, I did do some research on Cheryl Lanes, and nothing there's, it there's it is not in the um, California vehicle code
3: but, you know I, I let's put that down on our list of things to get active about. Right. Yeah, I I think that's a very important thing.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a
3: little bit scared, that You hit me below the bill. (laughs) Sorry.
2: I thought that was really interesting. I didn't didn't understand how this can be on the road
0: and nobody knows anything about it and it's not in the vehicle code. The one on 2nd Street, we have the green, chero. Maybe it's been there. I'm not sure if this is the third, second or third year that we've had it. Um. So yeah, that's interesting. So if we've had it that long,
3: we have them. Um, Culver City has them in places. I've uh, seen them in the Marina del Rey area. Uh boy.
0: Yeah. So that's enough time for it to be updated in the vehicle code.
3: Yeah, I don't three, know how, how they publish the updates, actually print them and distribute them. But I, I know there's a process for um, supplementing prior to publishing when when there's a new ordinance. But I thought they were pub. I thought they were revised every year. So that would, certainly would have been enough time for them to be in. If you're right.
2: Yeah, interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, definitely have to look into
3: that. Yeah.
2: So Marty, did you want to add anything else to the discussion before we let you go?
3: Uh, well, uh, first of all, I, I want to thank you all for for hosting this show and for giving uh, cycling and, and people involved in citing an opportunity and a forum uh, where we can talk about things that are interesting or important uh, to the community. I hope that people uh, take this information uh, from your show and share it. Communication, talking to each other, I mean, it, it's essential. We're growing so fast uh, and we're covering so many communities now uh, that if we don't help each other and support each other uh we're, we're just going to continuously find ourselves battling society, battling uh, the codes and those kinds of things. So without shows like yours getting the word out and giving people a place to learn and listen and, and speak up, wow, we'd be in trouble. So thank you guys for doing this.
2: Right, and I don't know if you knew, but um, John is having a, a meeting with uh, Gardena and a few others um, regarding the ticket incident. And um we want wanted uh to give people a way to show their support um for him, and we know that you um, sent an email to the chief of police um yes. in gardena yes. um can you share uh what email you sent it to or how um, anyone else um, can show their support for him for um, them to send something to
3: absolutely absolutely well, the first thing that, that I wanted to make sure of when I wrote to them was that I reflected uh the courtesy that their officers showed. I didn't agree with them pulling the kids over, and I didn't agree with them sitting them on the curb and searching them for weapons. But that's a separate discussion.
2: Exactly. Uh, and we will
3: have that discussion.
2: We can have that in for another time. two hours.
3: <laughs> yeah, we'll have that at the appropriate time. But, but so I wanted to. I wanted to communicate quickly while the incident was fresh. I was hoping that if in fact my letter uh, went public. Uh, and was early enough that it might set a tone uh, for anyone else that wanted to write. And I wanted to capture the incident as accurately as I could, and that's why that video of those writers was just so amazing. Right. Because they had officers' names. Uh, we had direct quotations from the officers, so we, it wasn't hearsay kind of stuff, you know.
2: Right. I wasn't
3: putting words in someone's mouth. I wasn't adding tone. I didn't want to do any of that. Right. And I wanted to speak directly to the chief, and I felt like it was appropriate to do so because the writers themselves had a conversation with him later that same day. Right. And, you know, they bumped into him uh, at, their, at their meeting.
2: Yeah, he mentioned that.
3: Yeah, and, uh, and so they had a chance to talk to him. So I thought, hey, this is perfect. Right. And so I wrote, and I said, look, uh, I don't know if you, if you have the letter, if you read it, but uh, the gist of it was, here's what happened. Here's why it was wrong from a legal perspective. Uh, here's why it was wrong from a common sense perspective. Uh, and I think there's a great opportunity to train, uh, your officers and a great opportunity to work with the community. Uh, I look forward to hearing what you're doing and, you know, of course, in general, if we can be of help, please call kind of thing. And, and, uh, shared that with a few people uh, that I know in the cycling community on, uh, via emails and IM. At the same time, I posted it uh, on Facebook. Uh, Someone had put up a, I posted the video. I I posted the letter first on the Gardena Facebook page. Okay. I also simultaneously emailed it to the chief of police because if you went to the Gardena PD website, this email is provided for talk to the chief. Right. So I did that and then I posted it on my own Facebook page uh, and then you know how it goes from there. Right. Right. People liked it and shared it and, and letters. I mean, I'm not saying I generated, caused all the letters to be written, <laughs> but I, I noticed some of them that seemed to be paraphrasing or and presentation some of the things I said, which was great. Right. I didn't get a personal response. Well, I did get a personal response, you know, thank you so much, we're looking into it, I'll keep in touch. And that was the last time I personally heard from the chief. But I guess so many people wrote in or called or whatever they did that uh, they started putting out these general updates. Uh, which is great. That's, I mean, I guess they got a few hundred uh, uh, letters. Oh, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we want to send them some more, more so it'll
2: be, f- it'll be fresh in their minds when they meet with Uh-oh, him on Tuesday. Tuesday.
3: Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Marty. You so t- what, that's, that's, you, I'm so glad you said that. We got to keep it fresh. Yeah. We can't let it go still. We can't move on to something else. You know, there's going to be other things that pop up. You know, that's going to take our time and our interest to and require our attention. But we can't let these other issues, uh, mellow out, cool off, and, and be forgotten. Yeah. Marty, do you
0: have the link to the video or the, the keywords on YouTube?
3: Or the Gardena? Uh,
0: yes, for the the video that you mentioned, um, for Los Riders?
3: Uh, yeah, I don't have it in front of me right now. But I can, do you need it?
0: Um, We just wanted to give it out on the show so people listening can look it up. I'm afraid to
3: mess with it right now. I don't want to lose the connection.
0: I'm going to Uh, see if I can bring it up right now. Okay, Renee's going to look for it.
3: Okay.
0: Okay. And, um, Marty, if someone wants to um, reach out to you um, to talk about your work or um, to follow up more on this Gardena incident or just to reach out to you for anything else, um, how can they contact you?
3: Well, uh email is always great.
0: And what's your email address?
3: You ready? Yes. Um, it's funny now. Don't laugh. It's from my old days, my old funk days. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> you ready? It's it's F is in Frank. U N K Y D is in dog. E L I X Funky Delix. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> At yahoo.com. Uh, okay. So it's funky, and you know what funky is.
0: Uh
3: huh. <laughs> e l i x, all one word, at yahoo.com. Okay. And also, uh, our club, Major Motion Recreational Cycling. We are. Uh, we're on Facebook. Major Motion Recreational Cycling. We're also. Uh, you can search for us on Google. If you If you don't. If you find Major Motion, our main club. If you look, there'll be a tab for recreational. Hit that. You can leave us a message there, uh, of course, on Facebook, as I mentioned. And I will get back to you.
0: Well, wonderful.
2: Okay, so what I found is um, a lot of the videos, is, it's actually on Vimeo, and they have it under the vehicle code section 22400, Impeding Traffic, and yeah. Gardena, and you'll find um, the video will come up that way. Or okay. if if you just put in Gardena Police pull Over Cyclists, you can bring it up that way. Okay, one more time.
3: I'm sure you can find it on YouTube pretty
2: fast as well. Yeah. One more time, Renee? Gardena Police Pullover Cyclist. Okay. Or impeding traffic
0: video, Gardena Police. Okay, so that's how you can get the video Mm -hmm. to see what happened in Gardena. Well, thank you so much for your time, Marty. We really appreciate it. And this was Marty Blanc. I didn't say your last name before um thank you so much we appreciate your time and we appreciate all your input and the work that you're doing out in the cyclist community and um on behalf of the um the folks who are rolling along in gardena um we need more people like you and um we uh, appreciate your work
3: thank you so much for the for your call Uh, for having me on the show rather um (laughs) I look forward to helping. Anytime uh, you've got something coming up in the holler. I'd love to come down next time and sit with you guys and just enjoy the atmosphere while we talk. And you keep doing what you're doing. I said before it's important, I mean it. I want to be a part of it. So thanks again. Thank
0: thanks, you, Marty. Have a good That's one. It. Bye you guys. Bye bye. Well, um, we have some great guests tonight. Um Don Ward and John Jones and marty Blanc um talking about Marty Blunt talking about um the incidents that have happened in gardena um and then just around um l a county with um cyclists interacting with police officers and what we can do to um try to Im- improve those interactions and um I think there's a lot of opportunity um for us to improve those interactions and hopefully we will be education would be the the main thing that will um imp- make the improvements stick with um the police officers with other drivers and for cyclists as well because there's a lot of cyclists out there that don't know the rules of the road. Right. So we just need to educate everyone all the way around. Right. And um I think we need a push from some major agency like Metro um that says, Oh, we have these um, bike safety education classes, and they're offered all over so right now they um there are classes out there um that um l a c b c is offering through metro um but they're going to come to an end. I think there's a grant them. i'm not sure how many they're offering, but um we had one in long Beach um a couple of weeks ago, um but I think there was only one there was mm-hmm. only going to be one offered in long Beach. Um so we need to have more of those so that everyone can be knowledgeable and safe out on the road and we need some type of campaign that says we have these type of classes to educate you so, so that you can be safe and this is where you find them. Absolutely. And that they're free. And they
2: do have some coming up in Gardena. Yes. And Longdale.
0: Yes. I actually I think I'm teaching the Gardena one. Mhm. Um and um I'm doing one in Downey okay. as well. Okay. So what else is going on with you for, like, the next month, Renee? Do you have any um, events coming up? We Psycho, uh,
2: the Women Beginning Group, has been going strong Ooh. the last three or four weeks we've been out on Saturdays. Getting our mouths in. The girls um, are up to uh, 40 miles. What? Yes. Wonderful. Yes. One of the ladies, um, she's been going out with me more frequently, and I got to take her to PV and to try some of those heels. Wow.
0: (laughs) That's major.
2: Yes. And so um, we're doing good, and we're getting um, more women interested, and there actually a couple of them are going to take – One of the um, Traffic 101 classes, I put that on the page um, for um, them to get involved. I think they're going to take the one in Lawndale. Uh, So it's going really good, and we're meeting every Saturday. Tomorrow, I don't think we're going to meet, but definitely the next week. So if um, anyone out there is interested in a beginning group, um, we go uh, according to the uh, experience. Uh, the riders that come along so if you're a new cyclist you don't have to be afraid we will go at your pace and we will do something according to your skills only so it's we cycle on facebook it's w-e-c-y-c oh (laughs) (laughs) l-e i'm (laughs) sleepy forgot how to spell um and so you can look us up and um, if you have any questions about cycling um you can uh
0: let us know wonderful wonderful um I will be teaching um in Downey for um I'll be working with the kids on August, I guess next Tuesday, next Tuesday night. And um I will be doing I think it's a 3 hour um need to know um bike class on I think it's on a Saturday on August the 17th, and that's going to be in Hawthorne. Okay. Um, and then we'll see what else comes up for the rest of the month. But we want to keep moving forward, educating folks. Uh, Definitely. Making sure they're safe out on the roads and getting more people riding um, and getting the um, police officers to understand that, you know what, there are some rules for you, too. Right. And um we want you to obey those and if everybody can do it, we can all get along and everybody'll be safe out there. That's the point. Yes. So it was good to see you, Renee. Good to see you too. And um, we have some wonderful guests and um I will see you next month on first Saturdays on Bike Talk. Absolutely. Everybody be safe. Right hard. Bye. <laughs>